The Jay Severin Show. The founder of this company 10 years ago was trying to sell his house and went through real estate agent after real estate agent, and they were all talking a great game. And this guy who is selling his house, the founder of this, uh, this company, he's, you know, he's kind of an important guy and kind of, you know, should get the best treatment. And he said to his wife, if this is what it's like for us, how do people who have no clout ever get around this? So he started a company, and it went into business, I think, three years ago. Their deal is, their word is their bond. And they are just like you. Now, how can I say that? Because I'm the founder of the company. We have a thousand agents across the country and they are people that listen to this show. And so when you go through real estate agents, I trust it's sent to somebody who already, you already know their sensibilities. They already are cut from exactly the same cloth. There's got to be a better way. There is. Real estate agents, I trust.com. Tim from Michigan is our partner on the Blaze Radio Network. We welcome him. Hi, how are you? Well, thank you, sir. Good, good. Um, I'm first time caller, but uh, a avid, if not long time, listener of the, uh, the Blaze Radio Network, and I am glad well, to thank be you. here. Thank you. Um, Draw I'm nigh. Really about- Draw nigh and be heard. <laughs> I'm calling really about two things. Uh, the first thing. I want to voice uh, some appreciation to me to do this for a while, but I always uh, have to go to a podcast for you because I work such bizarre hours. I'm a musician, and a, uh, I'm on deck to be a professor at Adrian College, so I'm always busy you. when your show is on. Thank you. Good for you. Um, and, and, and a I professor wanted... of, of musicology uh, or another field uh, entirely? Uh, communication Media Arts, and I'll be the interim band director in the fall. Good for you. Good for you. You know, so much. How, few, how few are the opportunities for someone to make a living, uh, not by a yacht, I don't need to tell you, but, <laughs> you know, to make a living pursuing an artistic endeavor, so a creative yeah, endeavor. Good for you. Thank you so much. Well, I'm calling uh, to voice appreciation for the, uh, the podcast. That has been a, a staple in my getting information. And, uh, Excellent. Two- I really, really, really appreciate and enjoy the Blaze After Dark specials. Uh, oh, they, thanks. Uh, I work at a place called Meadowbrook Theater uh, just outside of Detroit in Auburn, Michigan. And uh, shows uh-huh. get out at like 11 o'clock. And while I'm driving home, I pop on the uh, the iHeartRadio app and boom, there's Jay and friends talking about the debates. That's That's been great. Oh, um, well, thank you. Just do me. Could you do me one favor? Sure. Would you shut up? Those make me have to stay up late. <laughs> My bad. Well, maybe you can. Uh, maybe you can I don't want the boss of, uh, getting any ideas. Guys. I don't want the boss getting any <laughs> ideas. Any, any, and we're coming up on 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 weeks where we're going to have like two, three, five of those a week, and oh, I'm going to look like you know the walking death, cook warmed over <laughs> death by midweek. Anyway, now thank you very much. We enjoy. I, I, we really have fun doing them. Doc and Skip and I, and I hope it shows. Yeah, it's a great crew. It's a great crew. Now, the second thing I'm calling about, if time allows, is I wanted to address a question that you had posed a little while ago about Ted Cruz. You had asked, um, do you suppose Ted Cruz would complain uh, about the system being rigged uh, on this uh, on this uh, case? No, there's there not being any prosecution on the uh, on the Lewandowski thing. And, you know, I don't think that that's the case. While Cruz has 
uh, outwardly been frustrated about the treatment that he's been getting from who he's comparing to union thugs, I always impressed and appreciative of Ted Cruz pointing to issues that are related to the presidency. And this is not one of those things. Okay, so I'm a little, I'm not entirely clear. So your answer to my question is no. <clears throat> if, if it had been right. a Cruz aide that had grabbed a reporter and, and they didn't prefer charges, you don't think Trump would be complaining that it was, you know, rigged? Oh, no, no. What I'm saying is that um, would Cruz complain um, right now because of the Lewandowski thing? That my answer to that would be no. I think that oh, uh, I think not. Trump might complain I agree. anyway. Uh, I agree. I think he would Trump not. Trump is really good at complaining. I mean, look, let's go <laughs> to that for a moment <clears throat> while you're here. I mean, let, let's tackle a substantive question because the Florida cases, it, it does. It gives us an opportunity to argue about something interesting, which is, you know, whether or not that was the right call. I think it was. There are though I appreciate the arguments of those who say if this had been you or me, we would have been charged. That may be true, but we would have been wrongly charged. The fact is justice must entail a certain degree of, again, prosecutorial discretion. And th- there was no intent to injure. You know, they didn't make right. laws to punish and imprison people or otherwise uh, otherwise punish them because they did routine things in everyday life, which makes sense. There was no criminal intent in what Lewandowski did. And there was no, and that's not enough to cover, you know, he could have, if he yanked her by the hair and she fell down and hit her head on a load of bricks and died, he'd still be guilty of manslaughter or murder too. It doesn't matter whether he had intent, you know, that's why mm-hmm. it's not, it's, it's well, manslaughter, let's say. That's why it's still manslaughter, even if lacking intent. You still killed her. But he really didn't hurt her in any way. And and given the context of what happened, the reason I think it was uh, a fair judgment in this case was that she had penetrated, you know, fairly assertively penetrated the security bubble and, you know, grabbed Trump first or bumped up against him. And he was just trying to instinctively do his job. And he didn't, like, you know, throw her to the ground or hit her. He didn't strike her in any legal sense. So I appreciate people would argue, yeah, he did. He touched her. Okay, yeah, sure, he touched her. He grabbed her arm. But you know what? That does not a crime make. Um, right. So what and we ought to I be talking about, what we ought to be talking about, Tim, is... This thing about rigged, you know, Donald Trump gives me a swift pain in the ass in a number of ways. And one of them is is by preaching to his very large choir, Tim, that the nation is everything's crappy. Everything's crap and everything's everything's rigged against them. That's what his candidacy is. That's what populist candidacies are. That's what populists mm-hmm. do. They say everything is shite and it's all going against you and it's all because of the rich guys. And look, I'm not saying that's all untrue. I'm just observing from history. That's what populism is. That's that's what Trump is doing. But he is really cruising close sorry uh, he is gliding close to the edge of of burning down the house here because we're all going to need each other later and it's not really a good thing to say that the entire system sucks and is rigged and everything else now 
You know what, though, Tim, what he says, and I'll shut up. I'm sorry, but let me just, I want to put this question to you. It's a very long question, admittedly. But when he says it's rigged, the way he says it, it's bull. It's Bernie Sanders. It's BS. But (laughs) if you were to say, if he were to say, Tim, this is stacked against me. I don't think anyone who knows politics and knows the business of politics, which I've spent my life in, I don't think anyone could honestly say that he's wrong. It is stacked against not Donald Trump. None of this is written with the words Donald Trump in it. But is the system, are the systems, the subsystems and all of the uh, events attendant to the subsystems which end up with the Electoral College, are they stacked against an outsider? Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. There's no, you know, I don't think, you may disagree, I don't think there's any argument about that. It's, it's that Trump is an outsider that is making him see the system this way for the first time. Any outsider is going to see this. Hell, Bernie Sanders, and I'd hope to talk about this separately today. I don't know if anyone in this audience cares. I don't much care. But it's an interesting point, is it not, that if this were a straight-out election, do you know Bernie Sanders is going to win? But he can't because the Democrat Party has set aside 1,000 or whatever it is, 800 superdelegates, which Hillary has had in the bank from the beginning. So even though in the... In the actual electoral processes in which they engage mano a mano, and I do mean mano a mano, uh, he's going to end up probably with as many or more delegates. But he can't win. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's stacked. I don't necessarily see that as a bad thing. Um, you know, there's there are these uh, philosopher cats who who comment on. Uh, on politics in general and who point to something called the the tyranny of the majority and i think that yes. that the delegates in general i think the in the electoral college is a beautiful example of a check of that that this uh that these populist cats like uh like uh trump and and our friend in bs um i think that that there are dangerous consequences to these kinds of people and i think that those are those are good checks to them i i i uh, uh well said i and I, and I think that people have to remember, too, that, and again, this is the most misunderstood. It's good in a way because this civic circus Maximus is serving as an educational lever for all of us because many people are recognizing for the first time, Tim, that the Republican and national, I'm sorry, the Republican and Democrat national parties are not charitable organizations they're they're partisan private country clubs and they run for the purposes of their own preservation and certainly if threatened that becomes the singular reason for their existence as i said Mm -hmm. months ago the bumper sticker of the republican national committee reads republican national committee that's what they're after in this That's election. Right. And and if anything else, if they should win, great. But if they should lose, that's fine. They'll survive so long as they do survive. As long and as they right do. now, people are just realizing for the first time the Republican National Committee is a private club 
run for its own board of directors and at its sufferance for such members as who choose to belong at their own choice. And if you don't like it, don't belong. If you don't like the rules, don't belong. Is it is it rigged? Okay, maybe rigged. Is it stacked? Certainly it's stacked. Just like if Rodney Dangerfield showed up at your country club, like in Caddyshack, you know, someone from the membership committee would say, you know, hey, come on, you can't bring that guest again because he's he's offending the rules. What rules? The rules we made for your comfort. You're not comfortable here. There are several other clubs where you make, you know, public courses where you might be comfortable. Why don't you go there? I think that's a beautiful analogy. Now, um, I appreciate you taking my call. I got to run, Jay, but uh, thank go. you. Go, Professor. Who would argue you have more important things to do than this? Jay Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. The founder of this company, 10 years ago, was trying to sell his house and went through real estate agent after real estate agent, and they were all talking a great game. And this guy who is selling his house, the founder of this, uh, this company, he's, you know, he's kind of an important guy and kind of, you know, should get the best treatment. And he said to his wife, if this is what it's like for us, how do people who have no clout ever get around this? So he started a company. And it went into business, I think, three years ago. Their deal is, their word is their bond. And they are just like you. Now, how can I say that? Because I'm the founder of the company. We have a 1,000 agents across the country. And they are people that listen to this show. And so when you go through real estate agents I trust, it's sent to somebody who already, you already know their sensibilities. They already are cut from exactly the same cloth. There's got to be a better way. There is. Real estate agents, I trust.com.